Hello and welcome to the AI Times Automation Podcast. I'm here today with Ravi Shankar. Ravi, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, thanks, Alex. Thanks for having me on the show to start with. And uh, my name is Ravi Shankar. I live in Bangalore, India. I'm the founder and CEO of uh, a company called Deeproot Incorporation. And uh, we help businesses solve their IT outsourcing problems. Tell us more about that. Which sourcing problems? IT outsourcing problems. In other words, okay. we solve problems for businesses in terms of international hiring. And do you focus in a particular area? What we do is we are an employer of record. So we're building a global employment platform. So where companies can come in, they can hire people from anywhere in the world at local cost, at the true local cost for a small transparent platform fee for us to manage their employees, international employees, onboard them, manage them all the way until they exit. Okay. And what, how do you integrate AI or automation into that process? Wow, this is a great question. Thank you, Alex. We have, we are building this platform, Deeproot platform, which would be a global employment platform. There are two sides to it. So one of it is which, like I said, it helps businesses onboard people, tech talent anywhere in the world. The other side is something that we're banking on where the AI used uh, very predominantly to st starting with the 90-second resume builder. So what it basically does is it uses conversational AI. It asks questions to all the job seekers, whoever comes in and logs in it. And then within the 90 seconds, upon answering these questions, so we build a resume that is globally accepted anywhere in the world. And that's not about it. We also use AI in the designing part of it. So what it basically does is, so when somebody says, these are my five companies after I build this resume that I would like to apply for a job. So what we do is we give him an option for that globally accepted resume to look like their favorite company's landing page. What, means, mm -hmm. what, what that means is their resume that is built in 90 seconds is aligned to the branding guidelines of their target company. So that predominantly wow. gives of lesser chances for a recruiter to ignore this profile. So this world is distraction. It's all about distraction, Alex. So you have to stand out. And this is one of the ways we wanted to help people. So this is where we use uh, AI. And secondly, we are also, there's a second side of the platform where we're using AI to build a, a skill development platform. So which basically does is we've tested this without technology. We What we did is we picked a few semi-urban and rural regions in India. So we went and started identifying people who have no exposure to computer whatsoever or very minimum exposure. So we built a 100-day curriculum for them so wherein they can learn IT skills in 100 days and then launch their career. So through this, what we did is there's some 40-plus people that we've selected across several rural areas. Out of them, seven of them managed to complete the 100-day course. Out of them, two right now are working for a customer in the United States, sitting in the remote village, no need to get to a nearest metropolitan city, move away from their family. So that's the change that we want to bring in as a company. Anybody, we want to democratize global IT employment. Oh, that's amazing. What are some of the future AI um, and automation related developments that you think your business will see? Uh, with these growing mm -hmm. capabilities? The future capabilities, AI capabilities that I want to bring in, I would like to put some light on what we are already doing. 
So with these people that we are running the skill development programs, we have added few days of AI specific training, which they would require to perform an IT job. Say for example, say an application tester, a testing engineer. A test engineer need to uh, have certain AI skills. It could be writing a right prompt for running some test cases or any of anything of that sort. So we used AI to teach them. So in a, in a, in a nutshell, so we used AI in terms of training people and the same AI would be used by them to perform in their jobs in a real day, real time when they, when they get a job. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Supervised AI where it's doing things, but you have a person who's behind the wheel, so to speak. That's exactly what. Yeah, that's interesting. I think that's one of the toughest things about AI is making sure that it's not hallucinating or in some way getting off track. Because <laughs> I, I have, for instance, I have automation set up for intro calls that I have with people for the podcast. But sometimes I'll have a random call with somebody that's not an intro call. And the mm -hmm. same automation for my intro call will run on just a regular conversation with somebody. And mm -hmm. I just, I throw caution to the wind and I'm like, whatever, <laughs> they're going to get a recap and some podcast questions based off of a discussion that had nothing to do maybe with a podcast. So that's, so what I'm do, working on is integrating a request system where it will send me the information and ask me if it's good to send out to the other person. But to do that, there's just like a couple of data related, like data parsing issues I'm sorting through in Zapier. Mm -hmm to get the address of the person and then what function do I use to ask me? But I think the whole system isn't very well built out yet. The system of mm -hmm. this is for AI to do, this is for people to do, and here's the clear dividing line where we work together. Like, I don't think that's been sorted out yet in the industry. It's feeling like we have the capability for AI to do everything. It's no, we know it can't do everything, but mm -hmm. so there's a little bit of snake oil there. And then it's and then with the human piece, we need people to come in and supervise it for quite a long time, probably, at least looking at cars. I was in a self-driving car the other day, and mm -hmm. I hope there was a person supervising because there was no person in the car driving. So, you know, I, I'd be surprised if that was like a totally 100 percent autonomous vehicle. I, mm -hmm. I highly doubt it. So, yeah. What, do you agree? Yeah, we actually had a something discussions around this. We keep having it, my CTO, yesterday, right? Yesterday when we actually came across such question from one of the skill development guys whose uh, ongoing program is in progress. So it's an interesting way how my CTO explained it to me. So I would like to put this across. So there's something called a Chinese room, a, a, a rectangular or a square-shaped room with two different windows opposite to each other. So through one window, the information comes in, the other window, the information goes out. There's a Chinese person who sits in, in, in the middle who doesn't understand anything. So there's a big board, white or black board, which is in terms of there's a, there's a lookup table. There's a data saying that A is to this thing, B is for this, C is for this, X is for this thing. So this Chinese man doesn't know what information is coming around from this window. So when he, this, the information comes from this window, he just takes it, he looks at, he identifies, okay, this is A. So he goes out, look at that in the lookup table. He says, A means this. He goes to this window and pass it on. 
So this is why the lookup table here is very important. The data models and how we train it are very important. When this is not done, then this is not done properly. So this guy, whatever information coming and in, whatever information he's passing in on people from the other window, like you said, it will hallucinate and sometimes it acts funny and it's even it, it gets more dangerous looking at the way how people know uh, globally adopting to the AI. So this is something that I wanted to say in this during this podcast. It was very beautifully done. I wish I could have my CTO on the call today. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it. But this is how he explained me. Apart from many other smartest things that he mentioned, that neural network and the lookup table, there's millions and billions of parameters. The data uh, does that. And what is the hardware dependency on it? So all of it, when you actually look at it, there is no supervising. So this might this will turn really quick into a crazy thing. So uh, do you have any any practical examples of how you've integrated AI or automation? I'll just use AI for the foreseeable future. For how do you, how have you integrated it into your life? And I, I can go also and share a couple examples. Okay, there are two ways. How would I like to answer this question? One is business-wise. There's so much that we're doing is leveraging AI. We're right now leveraging the third-party LLMs. We're building our own language models. We're running into the you now. We're very soon. We are also thinking about you know uh, uh, just integrating two or three different language models and on top of it build our own platform on top of it. So there's so much things are going on the business side. On the personal side, what I learned and uh, uh, to a great extent is you know. Uh, in India, English is not something that we speak up once we wake up. It's a second language. The first language is a regional language. So for us, despite of spending good close to 20 years in this, so I use, I, I sometimes struggle to put my thoughts in a way to, to write it and to be in a structured way. So now after ChatGPT came in, I was one of those early adopters who applied and waited for 60 days to get a chat. Yeah, for a few days, I was acting smart with other people saying that I've used, I'm already using this because if you remember back in the time when they started, everybody didn't have the access. Only a few people got the access and the others apply and they wait for it. So at that time, it was a great deal of help when I was building the content, building the narrative of my company. And then how do I just communicate with the new investors, new employees, new customers? So it did help me a great deal in my personal life. And again, for the business, yeah, I have an eight-year-old son. So um, he's learning on how to do a lot of stuff using that. He, he's, he gets curious. Kids at that age get curious. They, he asks questions now, especially with the voice-enabled chat GPT. So we're all going crazy. Yeah, that, that it's so interesting to explore. Do you have anybody in your life who's like a very health-conscious person? but not mainstream health conscious, like I've done a lot of my own research health conscious. Have you, do you have anybody like that? Yes, I know a few of them. So I run into them by... Yeah, that's, so, yeah, exactly. And, and this is, so that's my mom, like through and through. And I was thinking, cause she's always too afraid to give medical advice, but she does a lot of research. What if I take all of her advice and put it into an LLM and just make it like one of these doctors, like a doctor-like thing where it's giving advice to people. Mm -hmm. And it's not that people would have to listen to it, but I think it's interesting to have different perspectives on medical care because there's a lot of different perspectives, believe it or not. It's not just the mainstream view. Obviously, there will be mainstream AIs for health information, and they're going to be just as bad as the regular doctors. 
But mm -hmm. I think there will be different AIs, different healthcare options that come out as mm -hmm. a result of this that actually have a fighting chance at helping people because it it can't it, in a sense any, anything can be corrupted because of the data right you can choose what data goes into the model but mm -hmm. i do think there's a lot of hope with applying ai to healthcare specifically because it's more unbiased than people we can just try it let the ai help a few people that choose to accept the help i'm sure there's different countries that allow that stuff india probably would allow it yeah, it's, it's interesting to think about. Do, what, what do you think? Do, do you agree? Oh, I, I completely agree. And I would like to uh, come up with my view on this. So again, this is something that very recently we've discussed. Uh, the topic was, is AI, can AI anytime be better than a human? So mm -hmm. I'll get to the context of yours in this. So then we, after six or seven beers, so we had uh, actually cracked it, that team. So we eventually figured out this is the way it goes. So there's one person, A, and there's an AI. Person E is better. Person A is definitely better than AI because he has reasoning and AI doesn't. And yeah. person A, B, C, D, all of them have certain knowledge and all of them put this together, put this into build an LLM and train it to it. And the AI is smarter than all of them because this has knowledge from four people. Similarly, if there are 40 million people who are feeding information, training and data into the LLM. So that AI is definitely better than any human because one human can have some knowledge. And this basically right. what we are training AI with is putting the entire knowledge of AI uh, human people, in, human into this. To put this into the context, similarly, like your mom, so she has certain data. Similarly, consider 10,000 moms around the world. They have the data, loads of data with their personal experiences, how they felt, what was the impact of certain medicine, medications and how they felt after taking this before that and the recovery period, so much of data. And whatever you mom knows, somebody else's mom might not know it. But when we actually put together all the data and tell the AI, if we train this LLM with that data, the AI is definitely smarter. Therefore, mm -hmm. AI can definitely become better than human. It's all about how you train it. Yeah, I love that. You get all that information into one place, definitely it's valuable more valuable and it's interesting. And I'm really curious to see how this pans out in the next few years and how people will leverage this. And when, while there are positives to it, there are negatives to it too. So there's so many things that we need, we will learn from now down the line in a few years that how are people misusing it? How you need to, how you, what, what do you need to do to be ready for all this misusing and prevent yourself from whatever damage could, could be done. So they're all goods and bads, like we all know. So whenever something of this happened, one bunch tries to make advantage of it. One, one bunch tries to do something that they can with the betterment. So I'm curious to see how this pans out. Me too. Do you, do you feel like, let's think about the different impacts of AI. So financially mm -hmm. for the world, do you think it'll have a positive or a negative impact? For the finance, <clears throat> it's, it's an interesting question. We did have certain discussions around what would be the AI's impact on the finance. We have to go back a few years when this, when, when this AI thing started up with RPAs, robotic process automations. That's where it started. The AI, AI started. What they do is this is a software which actually replaces a human who does repetitive tasks. So there are so many companies who, you know, who has done so much of good work there. So I have personally met many bankers where there are repetitive tasks involved in their core banking, lending business, their retail business, 
sector so many other things in the finance so they have they have actually took a great value from that particular revolution that particular application i think there still be as we go on there's still so many areas that ai can address and again like i said in a previous topic we have to wait and see now to what extent these financial institutions banking firms will actually leverage ai there is definitely a lot that they can do even if you walk into the branch right now so i was in chicago like when we met last month so when i walked into a particular bank for something that i want for my c corp i could really i i could see some of the things that that can actually reduce the cumbersomeness or maybe let me put it this way enhance the customer experience i think it will help us financially by creating more value it's but the problem is that it will decrease the relative value of doing it ourselves and that will force us in the long term to focus on true value creation mm-hmm. rather than easier tasks mindless tasks there's not i don't think the the term mindless task is going to be as popular in 50 mm-hmm. years i don't think mm-hmm. we'll have mindless tasks because those mm-hmm. will be by, like unspoken given to the to computer and all of our tasks will be mindful tasks mm-hmm. where you have to really think about what's the right thing to do where should this technology be going so i think that's a good thing ultimately but i think it's a i think it's a bit of a painful road to get there you think about all the people who had no idea this was coming we mm-hmm. should have been taught about this in grade school that it was possible for ai to come in the picture and you should focus on this skill or that skills to prepare for it we didn't hear anything about it it came out like a, a total surprise from the heavens what what is this is it from the heavens we don't know <laughs> it's like bitcoin it just dropped randomly and we were like oh <laughs> cool <laughs> got it there's going to be many more things as alex as we see the coming years you know a mm. couple of years back and few years back people said agi artificial general intelligence is just a concept now people are confident you know my cto himself when he when he, when, I, when i said this is going to be our plan when i said this is where we are going to be an agi company so he said are you crazy agi doesn't exist man it's just a concept so he said this he he told this to me before even we started this company even we we were friends we are friends together and he told me this and now last week when actually we started speaking about that maybe there is a way to do it yeah so maybe there is a way to do it so that's you know, to put that into the context so you you I, i'm really curious there are some smart people super smart people who will leverage this technology which is coming from all directions in with respect to ai and automation there are very smart people out there who can take it and put that use to actually enhance it like you said mindless repetitive so going forward 50 years from now there'll be people um, who will be super smart and there are ais who are super smart and i see that i i think there's only there's greater chances that only good to happen like we have already seen it the banks have leveraging ai the whatever we regularly see even you go to a restaurant there's they leverage ai in terms of what you ordered last time what are you about to order this time so they give you recommendation and there's so many cool things that's coming out so i'm curious man super curious let's leave it at that yeah definitely What about social 
interpersonal communication within people, how do you think AI will affect that? Oh, that's, again, an interesting topic. Here's what my opinion is. AI for now only solve the problems between the people, the interpersonal. I've personally seen it. This, this is funny. A couple of uh, single friends of mine, so they don't have a lot of friends. They're, they're not into, they're not very social. So they're introverts. They don't gel up much. And these people off late. So I've, in the, in the 45, 60 days of time span, time span, so one of them have really changed a lot. So I asked him, so you were like this, you were not very social right now, you, you, there's a good change in it. So he told me what he did. Interestingly, he actually subscribed to one of those AI robot services where he speaks to them and he's alone and all his thoughts in the brain, he just goes ahead and speaks to it. And there's some service which kind of tells him you're doing good there. It's like a personal coach plus girlfriend, mm. God knows what he does with it. but. Everything, a coach, everything that he did. Otherwise, he don't have people around to talk to him accessible. Mm. Now that problem is solved by this AI. And I really personally have seen changes in it. So I like it. But yes, a long-term impact, we'll have to just wait and see. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's a brutal world. The world is very brutal. And it can be at least. And it's interesting. I guess it's a good thing, ultimately, that people have more of a feeling of being heard with this technology. I think that's a very good thing, ultimately. Yes, it does. And it doesn't, uh, again, this is something people are also misusing it. Like I said, everything has two sides in it. Yeah, we'll have to see. My experience so far says it only gives good interpersonal skills will only improve because this guy is a better friend right now. So he kinds mm. of communicate everything better and he's not afraid to tell his preferences. He's not afraid to, to pitch in when some planning is happening. So I asked him, what's the change like? And he says that earlier, whatever thoughts used to come to his mind, he was introvert. He was just afraid of being judged by a human being. Right now, he's not scared. He, plays, he pays $20 per month for this subscription for this robo. Robert, he just talks to it. He talks to an AI every time. And not only he talks, he just, after a few months, a few weeks, he asked me, on this day, my mind was this much. What was the topics that we discussed? What was the summary? So the AI is smart. It responds to that on this day, we discussed on these topics. And it's an interesting one. The summary was this. See, he is hmm. smarter. He's a better friend now. He's a better human being. He's much confident. I like that. I, I'm very curious. We'll have to stay connected after the episode. I want to check in and see how it's going. I'll let everybody know the progression of this young man who's our almost a test subject in this new AI world. See how it mm-hmm. works. Absolutely. I'll keep you posted. No, probably we should get on a call, hop on a call sometime. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that's so interesting. Chatting with an AI, confiding in an AI. It brings me to a quote, I don't know the exact quote, but something around one, when writing was invented, it, it meant the death of remembering things because we'd be able to write it all down and we'd be less reliant on our memories. It made me mm-hmm. think how much we must have had to remember before we had writing. 
before we had tools to carry knowledge around with us. I hope and I wonder if, or I hope not, but I wonder if I will do the same thing to doing. In, right now we have to do so much, but what if there's AI and robotics that do everything for you? Maybe mm -hmm. we no longer have to do anything. Like you just sit mm -hmm. there and everything is done for you. You have to go to the grocery store, something can do it for you. That's almost already how it works. But I think with robotics, AI and robotics, I think are somewhat synonymous. And I think they're, the blend is coming very soon. ChatGPT right now is just living in like browsers, but like next year, I feel like it's, it's coming. There's gonna be some actual moving version of it. So I wonder if it will have a similar impact to just how, when we introduced writing but instead for doing. Do you agree? I agree. Again, the reasoning is important. So AI, no matter what you do, it cannot reason. There's no reasoning in it. So it has a bunch of information it gives you. And definitely every AI needs a human being behind it who can actually reason. So only with the, uh, my opinion, I think going forward, like you said, robots will keep doing stuff without us not doing it. So I doubt if it, that it will happen. But at the end of the day, with whatever robots does, there's definitely a human brain behind it. It's very simple. As a human being, we cannot do something. Definitely, I cannot do it. Yeah. Yeah. We have to use our ability to reason. Critical thinking. Yes. That's a very important skill. Could be the most important skill. If you stack it against the other ones. Humans are blessed to have this. Humans are naturally blessed with this critical thinking and reasoning. So I think there's only, I see only more positives coming out of it than negatives because this technology, the AI evolving. Imagine Alex, you have somebody next to you who will switch on your monitor, switch on your TV. You just like the Iron Man and his Jarvis. It does things at the end of the day, Iron Man tells it what to do. Just imagine you having it. I think we, yeah. we have to brace ourselves for more good things than the bad ones. But again, like I said, the curiosity factor comes in. Yeah. Yeah. When anything can be done, the question becomes what must be done and not can we do it or what can be done? It's what must be done because anything could be done right. one day. Would you want to have robots at, in your home with AI? Right now, it's too soon to tell, but I would definitely love a Jarvis, if not a physical yeah. thing. So at least somebody who says that we as founders, we juggle between a lot of different things in a day. So a day looks like 48 hours for us. Mm -hmm. We do so much in so less time. So it eventually looks like two days. So yeah, I could use definitely something like Jarvis for yeah. something, but I'm not sure if I'm going to have it in my personal space where my kid, wife and everybody says there, even Iron Man don't have it in his home, in his bedroom. So he has it in a place in the basement. Yeah. So I would like the AI to be similarly in my basement or somewhere where I am there. And that space is specifically designed for certain work that I do. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because it, it is a tool at the end of the day. And we yes. have a lot of tools. We have very one dimensional tools like a printer with a scanner and or like a 3D printer, a lot of one dimensional, but I think AI is going to open up the opportunity for like multi-dimensional appliances. Like an AI is a multi-dimensional appliance that mm -hmm. can do any kind of like 
household thing. That's probably going to come out in two years. That's what Tesla's working on, I think. It's just mm -hmm. a, a all-around robot. Have you seen that? Not the, yet, but I've heard about it. I've read some blogs oh about it, but haven't drilled deep into it. Let me share my screen. My screen. Okay, tell me if you can see my screen. Yes, I can now. Okay. Let's see this Tesla robot. It's called Optima, Optimus. I just want to share it, like a video of it, so you can see how advanced this thing is. So mm -hmm. it has a touch, like basically capacitive touch for mm -hmm. like a trackpad, a mouse pad. It has that on all of its fingers. So mm -hmm. it's really gentle and it can feel mm. like how hard it's like using that technology to give the robot a sense of feeling. And mm -hmm. it, and so you could see how this thing is very impressive, mm -hmm. a little bit creepy, but pretty awesome. And I could see this kind of doing everybody's laundry and stuff. Let's see. Oh man, that's so cool. Scary though. Have you seen iRobot? What's that again? Have you seen iRobot with Will Smith? Yes. It was a long time back. I don't remember everything yeah, of it, but I remember Super watching. long ago. Mm. I think it's pretty relevant. One, the storyline is like one of the robots gains sentience mm -hmm. and starts to fight basically against the system. And the concept is like you can't control everything. Eventually, any technology can go haywire. Anything can be hacked. What do you do in that world? And they could tell we were going for that, going towards that for a long time. That, that movie was probably released in the early 2000s and they already saw it coming. And, and now mm -hmm. we're there. We're like about to release the robot for the first time. Mm -hmm. We're really living in a movie, it feels. You are. We, we are, don't we? we? AI is everywhere. You're just talking. You, you have an Alexa setup. Yeah. And you have a, a Google Home setup at your place. So you're talking, the, the, AI, the Google is listening to it, and then they have some AIs behind, and they try to analyze data. This happens all the time at my place. So there's a Google Home there at my place. We keep talking. We plan for a movie. The half an hour from that time, we get uh, offers for the nearest movie theater shows are 20% off, 10% off. Aren't we already having that? But yeah, we don't have a physical robbers. But it's as good as we don't want anybody. So yes, movie tickets is fine. So if it finds me a good deals around me when I'm planning it, it's great. So what if it goes, does something else? It's listening to us mm -hmm. all the time. Yes, maybe we are already there. It's just that it's a matter of time where we see physical stuff. Again, Alex, it's important that how a human supervises all this technology advancements. And I think during our event where we met, there's certain industry experts who came in and who spoke about ethical AI. So governments mm -hmm. around the world should invest. You know, they have to give equal importance to this ethical AI board that they are setting up. So across the world to just govern, to just actually look, regulate these, whatever developments are going on to ensure that that day doesn't, we don't see that day where, you know, what happens in iRobo at the end of the movie. Just yeah. or before, just, just before the end of the movie. It's important. It's important that government plays a key role here. So in terms of yeah. setting up regulation compliances. Yeah, it's true. Earlier you mentioned local LLMs. I'm curious about 
building my own LLM, just out of curiosity, really. Do you have any advice on setting that up or what, you know, what, what you did? Can you tell us a little more about it? Okay. Uh, at the LLM setting apart. So I think my team is much smarter than me to tell you about this. I can set up a call with you on that. So whenever you require, I would be happy to set a call with them and sure. then tell you, uh, let the CTO speak. He's from Carnegie Mellon, by the way. So nice. he has done a great work, uh, significant amount of work uh, in the AI. Not now, you know, it's been, I've been hearing it from him from, from ages, from at least 10 years wow. now. He's been wow. doing some interesting work on AI. So would be happy to set up a call for you, any kind of advice you want. I think he's the right person. Oh, thank you. And smarter than me. That's the kind of people you want to hire. He's a kind of friend and kind of co-founder. I did not hire him. We together, we we, we oh, nice. got together to do this. But yes, I would like to be around smarter people. Yeah, I'm the same way. I think it's really the best thing you can do. the The only reason you wouldn't do that is pretty much ego. If because it, it's not, it doesn't always feel good to to not be the smartest person but it certainly helps you the most so it's like how willing are you to trade comfort for growth that's the question that's right or I think do you again, want to live in a castle it's like every human being will be on both the sides at some point of their life they'll be the smartest person in the room and maybe at some point of time they will want to pre they would prefer much smarter people than him in the room with, with him so I think every human being will go through both the phases, which is before, which is after. We cannot say that, but at the end of the day, yeah. you know, everybody will have to go through this. They have to sit across both the sides. Yeah. In yeah, their lifetime. Definitely. Yeah. I wonder what else we all go through. A lot of things. Maybe we all go through a little existential crisis as we process what AI will replace. How much of our lives can be traded away. I think I'll miss some of the more basic things that we do when AI is filling in the gaps. There's a lot about life that I do enjoy doing, adulting and so forth. What's one thing that AI will probably replace that you will miss? Okay, good. Now, I would rather not, what do you say? I wouldn't miss anything with AI if, if, if AI comes, becomes popular. So I think Right, the, right from the days when I've discovered AI. So I was very clear on what my role and what AI's role in my life is. So I don't see much so far, but you never know, never say never. Until now, I don't see anything that, that, that AI will make me miss. However, there's an important aspect that recently one of our mentors brought it up during the discussions. This gentleman is from Florida. He's a very well known person. Who, who just bought this whole thing that's going around the world. So they say we thought prostitution is a problem. Then people were doing this, uh, not prostitution, it's this adult webcam shows around the world. Mm -hmm. The college students have gone through. So people have resented it and spoke against it for the longest time since it started. So now AI, as AI has replaced these performers, the adult performers on the webcam, digital world, so all these people have lost jobs and their lives have become miserable. And you're talking about thousands and thousands of people. 
So for sure, there's something that there's so many lives that's going to get impacted. So it's all that once again, like COVID-19, the other challenges human race had, they will, they will definitely be challenges. I think human is much more smarter and they will evolve. So we will evolve. Do you think we will, and, and I think we're, we all think we're going there, but do you think we're going to blend with the AI and have AI in our head? Again, blending thing is, it's a relative term and blending for me could be something else. Blending for you could be something else. And we have our own ways of what we call it a blending. So like I said, I haven't, since I learned, since I started discovering AI, I've never done or seen or imagined anything that AI does that I will later on miss doing it. So again, I blend, I have certain limits on how much I blend my work. So do I want to my AI to wake me up in the morning through alarm? Hell yes, I want to. So would I want AI to actually come in the middle of something that I'm doing and then tell me what is not, you know, try to act like it's reasoning? No, I don't want it. But everything in alarms, yeah, fine, to some extent. It's just an example, might not be a great one, but I think I'm very clear with that part and many people should be, and they will be, that they would know the what is a healthy blend of how much of AI should you allow into your head? Yeah. And definitely we have yeah. to coexist. We have to coexist to be better, to make this world a better place to live. It's definitely yeah. going to happen, but yes, it's about how much. Wow. It's so interesting to think about. All right. Let me ask you one last question. Who are some of your biggest inspirations in life? So I think whatever I've learned from my parents, there's so many qualities that inspired me of them that I picked up best pieces from each one of them. And then later on when I got my wife and then my kid now, there's everything that I see around, I try to take inspiration from, there's no specific thing, but majority of things people around me, I spend a lot of time with my family. So my mother and father that I spent good 39 years with, and then my wife with whom I spent good 20 years and my kid eight years. So I take inspiration from the little things that I observe from them. So I think that's what inspiration is for me. Oh, I love that, Ravi. Thank you for sharing that. And, and thank you for joining the podcast today. I had a really great time talking to you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Me too. Awesome. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll talk to you soon.